Hey there, Float Magic fans. I, Shawnee, coming to you today from the Salt King. I just wanted to touch a little bit on a very vital component of our lives, which is sleep. Um, I had the opportunity to do some talking with a group about sleep, and I thought, you know what, this is really beneficial information that I want to get out to my client base uh, because our sleep is kind of the foundation of everything we do. And I know I've spoke about sleep in other podcasts, uh, talking about the benefits of our our modalities and our therapies and how they affect sleep, but I wanted to speak specifically on the components of sleep and the importance of sleep and the habits surrounding sleep. So uh, we all know that a lot of people don't get enough rest and they don't get enough sleep at night. And and I have something that's called an aura ring, um, A-U-R-A, not A-U-R-A, it's O-U-R-A. And what it does is it gives me feedback on Primarily my sleep patterns, but also my heart rate, my oxygen saturations, my activity to some degree. Um, it's not quite as fine-tuned for activity as a Garmin or a Fitbit or an Apple Watch or a lot of the other tools that are out there. I know there's other bracelets and and mechanisms um, that have hit the market, but what the Aura Ring does, best of all, in my opinion, is study sleep and gives me very accurate feedback on what my sleep patterns are. Um, And I've been wearing this for about five years now. And so over that five years, I've had a lot of data come in about my own personal habits and how they affect my sleep, which has been very beneficial. And and it's to prioritize sleep, um, unless I'm at float conference, which I was just a few weeks ago, and I'm still recovering from that. But, but sleep is so important for me to be on game for my creativity, um, for my business, for, for my community, to show up in my community, for my family. Um, I, it is so noticeable when I have a lack of sleep, just how much my energy and my mood shifts. Um, I'm a very different person after a night of limited rest. So we want to talk about three um, big factors into sleep. So our our first factor is, um, is adenosine. So adenosine is a neurotransmitter in our body. Uh, it's part of the ATP con- complex, the adenosine triphosphate, which is our energy complex, our, our energy molecules that move through our mitochondria and, and give our body energy. So throughout the day, as adenosine levels get higher and higher, which is toward the end of the day, um, it, it triggers our bodies to feel tired. Um, and that neurotransmitter is built up in our body for us to signify that we it's time for rest that's kind of where our afternoon lulls come from um that's why power naps were kind of invented (laughs) is because that afternoon lull really can affect our productivity later in the day um Later on, I'll talk about why caffeine and power naps might not be your best option for good sleep at night, Um, but I know they're crutches to get us through the day, so sometimes they may be beneficial. Uh, The other component of sleep that is highly important is, um, and it's a hormone, it's cortisol. And so cortisol levels uh, peak in the morning. When we wake up, our cortisol should be at a peak amount because it is 
alerting our body to become focused and awake. And that when we haven't had good amounts of rest um, and we wake up feeling groggy or, or maybe we've had high amounts of stress and our body has used a lot of cortisol or maybe we have adrenal fatigue. Uh, that's why one of the symptoms of adrenal fatigue is tiredness and lethargy and, and grogginess um, is because that cort- those cortisol levels get impacted and they're not able to come full forward for us to be truly awake in the mornings and therefore uh, affects our alertness for the day. And so cortisol isn't always bad. You know, it kind of gets a bad rap for being the stress hormone and causing weight gain and all those things, but it's important for us to have the right amount of cortisol level in the morning so that we can function throughout our day. And then the, the third piece of what's so vitally important for rest is our circadian rhythm. And that is our sleep-wake cycle. And that is related directly with the sun and the rising and setting of the sun. And that's why getting outside is so important. So there's a lot of science, there's a lot of research that has come out that says, you know, that when the sun is at its horizontal position in the sky, that is a prime opportunity for sun gazing. Um, Sun gazing can have some benefits. You don't ever want to look at the sun when it's high in the sky because that's very intense light and too much really for our eyes to handle. But as as, as we look at the sun when it's low on the horizon... Uh, we get in a, just the right amount of light to impact our circadian rhythm. And when we can get that light in in the first couple of hours of that sunrise, we actually are benefiting our sleep-wake cycle to be more efficient for us. Uh, that light coming in our eyes transmits into that circadian rhythm cycle and we feel more awake throughout the day. So what I've... what I did while building the center. Um, it was during COVID, which I know I've spoke about before, but it was a very trying time because I thought my timing of the center was was in question. Um, and and as as it would be, and and as we would have it, the timing was actually impeccable. But at, when I was in it, it felt like it felt like I would there was a delay uh, because there was a delay on everything come March 13th of 2020. So what I found myself doing often was heading out to the Canyon Rim. I was fortunate to live very close and we have a beautiful landscape on the canyon. So I'd hike out to the canyon. I found this little meditation spot that was, it was hidden. It was down in the rock. I didn't have to have um, anyone really viewing in on me. I got up early in the day before the sun rose and I would go out do a meditation and then open my eyes to the sun rising. And during that time, I was in such clarity and I was in such peace and I felt like I had such focus for for building the center and truly it it converted into what you see in our center today is all of that focus and all of that intention. Um, but my mood was definitely in check. Um, my energy was higher throughout the day. There was just some beautiful benefits to me waking up at the same time that the sun was and actually watching it rise. Not, not to mention 
in that beautiful serenity and almost spiritual process of of waking with that sunrise. Um, But there was a lot of physical benefits that benefited me in my sleep. During that time, I was sleeping so soundly. I was I was really getting some deep sleep and some REM sleep, which those sleep waves, especially deep sleep, that is where a lot of our recovery comes into play. That's where a lot of our adenosine gets used up. Um, that's where our muscle growth can happen. If you're a weekend warrior or an athlete, that's you have to get your deep sleep in order for your muscles to grow. Um, that's where your whole all your organs get the get to be allowed to rest is during that deep sleep process. So deep sleep is primarily important for our recovery. And I noticed during that time, I was getting a lot of deep sleep. My deep sleep time was increased quite a bit, um, which was valuable to, to the whole process. Think about what we're capable of when we get the appropriate amount of sleep. So what scientists have also found is that when we watch the sunset toward the end of day, which is another time that we can sun gaze, we can watch that sun go right down without it really damaging our eyes, um, especially when there's uh, clouds or smoke in the sky that, that skew that light. Um, but as we watch the sun go down, that also is of great benefit for our circadian rhythm. And it's it's import- important to note that, that watching a sunrise or a sunset through a window or inside of your house or maybe through a windshield in a car doesn't have quite the same benefits as watching it outside. And so going out with your dog in the morning, which is what wakes me up in the morning, I don't know about the rest of you, but and maybe that's why pet owners have such a better sense of mental health. Uh, that could be an aspect of it. They're waking up in the morning to go take their dogs out right as the sun's coming up or right when that low light is in the sky and they're spending a few minutes outside, all you really need is five to 10 minutes for it to be of great benefit. Of course, longer is going to be more benefit. If you exercise outside in the morning, um, that could be supremely beneficial for your circadian rhythm. And so, and we all know exercise is very good for sleep as well as, as you exercise, a lot of those adenosine levels can increase, which also help you become a lot more tired in the evenings when it's time to go to bed. So you go to bed and you fall asleep in, in a latency period that's appropriate rather than staying in bed all night, having things ruminate from your head. You're so tired, you just go to sleep. And so um, I talked a little bit about power naps and coffee and how those can really affect our afternoon lull. A lot of times people have a morning coffee and then an afternoon coffee to get through their day. But what you're doing is really interrupting that sleep pattern or that circadian rhythm and those neurotransmitter levels of the adenosine. Uh, Coffee burns through those and and gives you a little boost and caffeine uh, burns through that, whether it's coffee or soda related or tea. Um, Having those later in the day is very impactful on sleep. In fact, a lot of studies show having them after like 11 a.m. in the morning is is not beneficial. Um, I am not a caffeine lover. I do love my tea, uh, but I, I've never been a big coffee drinker outside of having coffee with girlfriends on a 
you know, brunch appointment or, or maybe a late morning appointment where we're discussing business. Uh, but overall, I don't go grab my coffee every morning. Instead, I hydrate in the morning with my element that we carry here at the center, which is an electrolyte uh, supplement and and, and water. Um, and I go to sleep at night. I'm, I am when I hit my pillow. I am asleep. I barely can even read at night because I go to sleep so fast. Um, in fact, my aura ring tells me it's too fast that I must be overtired. But hey, I'll take it. I'm sleeping. Uh, but the other thing that uh, pa- caffeine can do is is just delay our ability to go to sleep at night um, because we are in such an awake state with caffeine. Power naps can also do the same thing. Even though a power nap might feel like you're getting a new boost of energy, and maybe you did have lack of sleep the night before, but taking a power nap earlier in the day has a lot more benefit than taking it, say, later in the afternoon or early evening. It's going gonna, it's gonna to reduce those adenosine levels, which is also going to make you feel not as tired at bedtime, and it's going to affect how quickly you can go to sleep. So those power naps are... are um, should be selective on power nap usage. And the patterns of sleep are also very important. I kind of want to talk about the timing of sleep. Everybody's different, but it is well studied that that deep sleep happens pretty much in the beginning of your sleep cycle. And so for me, most all of my deep sleep happens between 10 o'clock at night and midnight. And I tend to get over an hour of deep sleep cycle um, in that sleep. And usually when I go into deep sleep, it's a continuous, it's a continuous deep sleep section. And then I might go up to some REM, some light sleep, maybe an awake state, go back down to REM, light, it bounces back and forth. But if that deep sleep gets interrupted, I'm not getting my full time of deep sleep. And so it's important for me to go straight to bed and go to sleep. I don't sit on the couch and watch TV until I fall asleep and then move to my bed. Um, That interrupts a deep sleep cycle for me. I don't have a TV in my room for that very same reason because I don't like to go to sleep to the TV and then wake up to it being off or some crazy commercial or something that alerted me um, because that interrupts my deep sleep cycle. And so protecting that deep sleep is is really protecting our overall wellness and our well-being and our recovery. Um, and, And like I said, for me, it's those first two hours of my sleep that that deep sleep happens. And so any habits that you're having that affect that such as falling asleep on the couch or listening to music or the TV as you're going to sleep, might not be as beneficial as you think they are. Now, you can listen to meditative tracks that kind of drift off into silence. And if there's nothing that alerts you that it's over or that you need to change, turn off your phone, you're going to get that deep sleep. But when you have constant stimulation coming in from sound, Unless it's like a sound machine that is providing white noise to drown out other sounds, that's an exception. Um, but if you're listening to a sound or a sound bite or music, and um, 
your brain never really gets a chance to be quiet and still and and go into that deep sleep. Um, The other sleep that is supremely important is REM. REM is our sometimes equated as dream states where dreams can happen. It's rapid eye movement. Um, Why REM is valuable to us is that's where a lot of our processing happens when we're sleeping. And so a lot of our problem solving, um, I like to have a notebook by my bedside, something I can jot things down on because sometimes I'll have these bright ideas that come about right after I wake up. Um, because of that REM sleep. They also can happen when I'm going to sleep because we're kind of getting ourselves ready to go into different brain waves. Um, sleep is in the delta wave range. Um, but there's there's other wave ranges that when we calm down and we're quieting our mind, our, our creativity can really pop to the surface. And so um, and so it's 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 valuable to have things close by to write down those good ideas because your brain has been processing all night and that's why we dream. That's why we have these crazy dreams sometimes that pull in elements of our day and and put in some crazy outcome while our brain is trying to process all of the information and all of the stimulus that it had coming into it all day long. And so that has been my own personal study of sleep. Now I'm, I am a student again. I am going back to get my doctorate. Um, I'm not a doctor yet. Um, but from my experiences being a nurse and, and my experience here at the center and my own personal study of biofeedback and biohacking process, this is the information I've brought in. And on a personal note, um, eating late in the day affects my sleep. If I eat after 6 p.m. at night, I have a different outcome in my sleep. Drinking late in the day or drinking at all in a day can absolutely affect my sleep. And the closer to bedtime that I have a drink, even if it's just one drink, the worse outcome I have with my sleep that night. It actually inhibits me going into deep sleep and REM sleep. Um which you would think was the opposite. Yeah, you can go straight into deep sleep after having an alcoholic drink or some other type of substance um, that helps you go deep into sleep, but it's not as long or not quite the same quality as our own body's natural mechanism of sleep. And so, so it might be that the supplementations that we're taking to help us sleep are only getting us to sleep at night early in deep sleep, but it's not really beneficial over the long term of of how we're sleeping. Um, Those two factors, sometimes exercising later in the day can put your uh, sleep-wake cycle in high gear of being awake, but that's an individual choice. And all of these are individual choices, um, of course free choice, but, but our bodies respond uniquely. And so it's, and if you don't have the opportunity to have an aura ring to really keep track of what your sleep patterns are doing, simply keeping a sleep journal of what you ate, what you drank, what time you went to bed, um, is going to give you, and what time you woke up is going to give you some great information for forming healthy habits surrounding your sleep. Uh, just to go back to the transmitter signals, um, a lot of the therapies that we have here, like our photobiomodulation bed, our Novathor bed, is very um, 
reliant on that adenosine level. So ATP, like I mentioned earlier, adenosine triphosphate is our energy molecule and our mitochondria in our cells are moving that ATP through our body. And that's what we get energy output from. And so when you use our light bed, we're actually converting that adenosine into energy. And, um, and that's, that's the effect you get. But but what's fascinating to me and what I really want to keep doing research on because there's, you know, I don't even know if this is a research out there, but the Novathor actually helps you sleep really well at night. And, um, and I think that's because it's assisting your body in working through those adenosine levels because it's activated the mitochondria. So now your mitochondria are more efficient in moving that adenosine and using that adenosine uh, throughout your sleep cycle. We Oxidative stress that gets built up in our body is when those ATP levels don't get fully processed in our mitochondria. And as we age... The mitochondria is less effective at what it does. And so the beauty of what our Novathor does is it speeds up that that mitochondrial action. It, it activates them at the cellular level to, to do the job that they're designed best to do. And that's to move ATP through. So it lowers oxidative stress, which equates to lowered inflammation and lowers adenosine levels in our body, which allow us to fully recover at night. And so that's a great benefit to our Novathor. Uh, you see a lot of mitochondrial release with cold plunge as well. Uh, when you cold plunge, there is a brown fat activation that happens, and that has a lot of mitochondria within that component. And so that also has great effect on your sleep. Um, a lot of people say they sleep like a baby after they've cold plunged. I wouldn't recommend cold plunging before bed. Probably not going to allow you to go to sleep. In fact, cold plunging in the morning is shown to be a lot more effective for energy levels throughout the day. Um, and, and another little tidbit about cold plunging after exercise, if you're doing any type of strength training, you want to wait at least four hours to cold plunge because that will interrupt the, the muscle growth process. It actually pauses it um, because what's happening is you're shunting um, that or you're, you're like repairing the the muscles that you just tore up to build you're you're doing a type of repair when you cold plunge um that's why it's so beneficial for injuries and athletes so uh so that back to how it can affect sleep cold plunge actually absolutely uh has an effect on the adenosine levels in your body as well so and of course sauna sauna is well known that to use a sauna before bedtime that's been studied for a very long time and used in a lot of cultures for centuries to get that body prepared for sleep so flotation therapy a lot of people love how they sleep after a flow session. We've often been asked if we could just have a bed here for people after they float, they can roll over from the float right into their sleep state. And I wish, I wish that we had the capacity to do that. I also would love to go straight from my float tank right to my bed because I think it would just be quite an amazing night of rest. But if you're having struggles sleeping, whether it's from pain or whether your fight or flight is just in constant go, um, a float can absolutely help you your body and your autonomic nervous system get into that space of serenity, which can add to your beneficial sleep at night. So 
I um, the purpose of this is just to give you the information that I come across as I'm trying to support my community and healthy well-being and making better life choices so that overall my community members can perform at their optimum capacity. That's truly why we're here uh, is is to help my community become the best version of themselves and and my community become the best version it can be overall. So feel free to reach out if you have any questions about sleep or how our modalities can help you through that process. And don't be afraid to just say, you know, I need my rest today. Or, you know, I'm going to go to bed early because my body and my mind deserve it. And remember, it's perfectly okay to stay salty. 